What do Santa's little helpers learn at school? The alphabet. I mean, this is this is even worse. Go on. What did Santa do when he went speed dating? I don't know. What did Santa do when he went speed dating? He pulled a cracker. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> they should be in crackers or on penguins. Yeah. Why was the turkey in the pop group? No, I haven't a clue. Because he was the only one with the drumsticks. <laughs> I mean, they are terrible. <laughs> okay, well, let, let, let me give you mine then. So... What did Santa say when he stepped into a big puddle? Don't know. What did Santa say? It must have rained, dear. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's every elf's favourite type of music? I feel like I should know this one. Yeah, you should. But I don't. Go on. Rap. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's here's, here's a topical one. Uh, how do Santa and the elves ensure that present delivery is COVID secure? How? They use hand sanitizer. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that worked better on the printed page than it did on the uh, when read out. Oh, here you go. Here's one for our younger listeners, maybe. What does Miley Cyrus have at Christmas? Yeah, you've you've got the advantage of me there. That I I, I only I, I know there is a Miley Cyrus, but not not what she does. Go She's on. She's a singer. Um, yeah. She has twerky. Oh, okay, yeah. Now yeah. it's making sense. So, yeah, she twerks, obviously. Yeah, that, 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 I think that's my only reference now I think about it. What does Santa do with out-of-shape elves? I don't know. What does he do? Sends them to an elf farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's right. the best one you found. Yeah, I think that's probably enough of the bad jokes before we lose all our listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these jokes are all very well, Richard. But do you know what we really need to do? What's that, Emily? We need to start our Christmas podcast. Hooray! Welcome to If It's Hurting, It's Not Working. Yes, we're back with episode four, which we've specially themed for Christmas. Yeah, so Christmas is all about celebration. So we're going to talk about what we each like to do to celebrate Christmas. We thought we'd also celebrate some of our achievements this year. But for many of us, Christmas is also a chance to get away from work for a while. It's a great opportunity to reflect on what's important to you and to ensure that when you return to work, you're ready to get the most out of it. But before we get to that... We've got a few updates about our podcast and we've got a nice new sparkling web page that I can't take any credit for. It's all of Richard's work. And this is where we're going to post items of interest over the coming weeks. Yes. So it's if hurt not dot work, which, you know, is a little bit contrived, but it's it's not very many letters and it works. And it's a play on our on our title. And it's one place where you can get to everything that we're doing. So you'll be able to get to our social media Yeah, I mean, basically everything that we're posting, you can find from there. And as we said before, we're keen to to build a a self-help community around the podcast. So look, if you've got thoughts about our episodes, and if you've got things that have worked well in your career or topics you'd like us to cover, please contact us via our email address, which is ifhurtnotwork at gmx.com, 
or you can use our Twitter account at if hurt not work or our LinkedIn page or indeed Instagram. And thanks to everyone who's followed us so far. And it might also be worth mentioning that we're going to be changing our email address at some point. So please keep your ears peeled on future episodes for our new email address. Yeah, indeed. And we'd also like to thank all of you that have said nice things about our podcast. If you like what we do, please tell others and leave reviews in places like Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's always uplifting to hear something nice. You wanted to do a shout out to Podbean. Are we going to do that in this episode? Yes, I've got I've I've written it and it's at the end. I have I have read the script. Uh, it, well, it's at the end. It's the one that I sent this morning. No, I was lying, Richard. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 oh, I love it. I'm an honest liar, you see. I always confess afterwards. No, I haven't had a chance to read it all. But actually, I think I'm going to spin this and defend myself here. I think actually I'm better sometimes if I'm reading it first. I over-prepare these things. And you know, so if you slightly underprepare, I think we get we we get somewhere in the middle. But I do agree with you that that you bring the spontaneity to it, and I think that helps. So next, I guess what we wanted to to talk to you about was how we celebrate Christmas. So yeah, so so just some thoughts from us about things that we enjoy about Christmas and the Christmas holidays and things that we often do around Christmas time. Yep. And I can kick that off if, if you like. I mean, the first thing that, that I would say about Christmas is that because I'm a Christian, that kind of adds another layer to Christmas. I mean, it's not the only thing that I think about at Christmas time. But if I'm singing carols, then it's not just that thing we do at the time of the year. It's also a celebration. And for me, I really, I think I love the central theme of Christmas, which for me is about God breaking through into our world to help people where we are. And in the, in the same way that, that in his in his life, Jesus would meet people compassionately and accept them for who they are. So, so yeah, for me, that's an extra thing, I guess, that, that adds to everything else. And what else do you like to do over Christmas then? Well, talk me through your day, your Christmas day, or you could even talk me through the run up to Christmas. I've got so much to talk about when it comes to Christmas. <laughs> I think the run up to Christmas for sure. I mean, the, so so one thing that I love to do in the run up to Christmas is is performing. So over the years, I mean, I've been in a brass band, I've been in a choir, I'm currently in a, in a ukulele troupe, but I, you know, I, I enjoy that you know, because Christmas is often a time where you do concerts. I enjoy that opportunity, and it's not that I'm a great big show off, but it, but I think there's something about connecting with with an audience or with people listening that's that's rather good so yeah i mean i used you know i started out when i was a boy playing christmas carols outside the supermarket in selby in north yorkshire you know which was a, a bit bitter at times but you know well it was fun in retrospect anyway i hope you're talking about the weather and not the people in, in selby <laughs> <a bit> <laughs> well well i think a bit of each to be honest uh, i think prob- probably that the recent highlight would would have been that my daughter's school has a carol service in winchester cathedral and there was a parents choir and one year i took part in that so actually being able to to sing in winchester cathedral i never kind of imagined that was something that i'd do so yeah that was that was fun and then christmas day yeah i mean i'd say typically it's myself my wife and my daughter you know we haven't often got in into big gatherings i do remember big gatherings quite quite fondly from my from when i was a boy when my parents and my grandparents would come round and you know we'd 
play games and open presents and stuff. But I guess it's it's such a busy time in the run up, and in particular, you know, my wife being a teacher, it's it's just utterly exhausting. So it is quite nice to have a, a relatively quiet time and, and and not to have loads of people around. I mean, I used to, of course, you know, be really enthusiastic about presents, but I, I guess as time has worn on, I do have a slightly checkered history with this, but but I do enjoy choosing presents for other people. And if it goes well, then that kind of sense of, oh yeah, you know, they actually like that thing. So so I, so I think probably that's, that's that's as much a part of it now for me as receiving gifts is is, is finding good things that, that, that people will, will like, you know, particularly my, my daughter or my wife. We tend to eat in the evening rather than earlier in the day so that there's time to do the cooking. I mean, I, I, I am usually the cook in our house, so it means that it can have a nice sort of relaxed morning before the ho- it gets underway in the sort of the early afternoon with the whole, you know, turkey and trimmings and so on. But, you know, I, I kind of enjoy getting all of that together and getting the timing right and so on. And then, you know, crashing out in front of the telly, I suppose, like everyone else. Yeah, you share that same tradition as everybody else. You've eaten your Christmas dinner and then you need to go and sleep it off for a little bit and yeah, the yeah. in front of the TV. The intention's always there, isn't there, to go and watch something yeah. on the television. And then within 10 minutes, I always find myself just drifting off to dreamland. Yeah. Well, you know that I've been doing that all year, so I, I can't imagine Christmas <laughs> is going to be any different. So go on, tell, tell me about you then. That's because you sleep at all the wrong times. <laughs> <laughs> so I absolutely love Christmas. Hey. And I have already this year started preparation because last year we had just been living here three days actually in our current house. So this year I'm determined that we are going to have a more organised, structured Christmas because like you say, Richard, it gets so busy in the run up to it is exhausting. So I want to avoid that fatigue. I'm already feeling exhausted as it is. I think we've had just another really stressful year both at work and personally due to the pandemic so I've already started my preparation I've pinned my other half down and said I've got so much going on in my head I want to be able to do a planning session so I know when we're doing what because I've got Christmas cakes I want to make we've got to get all the decorations up we've got to do the outside decorations yeah I'm slowly building up a collection of those so I've I've got the icicle lights that have go up. I've yep. already had those from my previous house. And I've bought a reindeer this year. He's only little. We've got to start small and build it up slowly. <laughs> yeah. So all of the decorations are going to be done, hopefully, on Sunday. Yep, yep, that makes sense. So that's the main job out the way then, isn't it? And then you can focus on all the little bits. I've already done some shopping. So the spare room is out of bounds for my household. They're not allowed <laughs> in there anymore. Yep. Oh, but we've also got, in preparation, we've got to make the spare bedroom a spare bedroom because it's still a spare dumping room from where we moved in. So that needs to come into the plan. And then over Christmas, we will be going to my mum and dad's on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So we alternate it between parents. One year we go to my mum's and then the following year we go to my other half's mum's. Yep. So this year it's my mum's. So I'll be spending it with her and my other half and my son and then there will be my sister her partner my new niece and then my sister's partner's mum and nephew they're coming down from up north so they'll be there on christmas day and then i'm sure my 
other sister will pop in with her husband and my other niece so it's going to be a very busy day but hopefully a very enjoyable day so we're having yep. our dinner probably around about two three o'clock mum always aims for like a one o'clock even when she does a roast dinner she says to you dinner's at five okay we turn up at six <laughs> ready on time so i'm sure that our christmas dinner will follow the same format this year oh and christmas eve we have our house on our own and we do a whole christmas eve platter for ourselves with all the cheeses and the camembert lots of treats we always over compensate on that so then we have that for boxing day and things like that <laughs> yep i told you i could talk about christmas for ages because i just love it it's something yeah. about the magic of, I think it's like when you get to our age, you relive your youth through your children. Yeah. And you get the magic and the sparkle back that you experienced through that. And who wouldn't, I mean, I am the female version of Peter Pan, I think. What's the point? In, I don't want to grow up and be responsible. So Christmas is the perfect time to be able yeah. to just let your hair down and do that. So yeah, on Christmas evening, we'll probably play games. I know my sister and her partner and mum and nephew will be going back off home because they need to get the little one into bed she's only she's coming up six months so she mm. likes her routine um and i know what it's like when you get your, your babies out of their routine they're little brats for the next few days aren't they while they're unsettled so yes they plan to go and then we we'll stay there christmas eat uh, christmas night then mm. we'll come home and we will see my other half's mum yeah and sister and partner and his mum's partner as well they come over and we'll do christmas day all over again so this is the good thing about the, there are yeah, advantages yeah. to split families because yeah. you get to do it over several days so yeah. we have a nice time with them and have lots of cold meats and things they then stay the night we'll probably play some games probably have another snooze on the sofa because that's obligatory yeah. over christmas and then on the following day they're all vacate and check out of Hotel Cleef and then they will swap roles and my other half's dad will come over with his wife and we'll do all the same again wow. and stay the evening and then the following day so that takes us to the 28th is my other half's birthday so because Christmas isn't wow. busy enough let's have a birthday in between as well yeah yeah so him and his dad will get up and go off to watch football he's a season ticket holder so i share half my life with football yeah that's his other love some might say his only love <laughs> and then once they've done that we swap roles again and we will share the afternoon with his mum and sister and partner again and partners and celebrate his birthday into the evening and then we shut the doors and we go <sighs> breathe now let's have some time as much as we love obviously having everybody over and all the fun of the festivities like you said it is really busy sometimes so mm. i wouldn't change it for the world but you do get to that the 29th and just go oh. so yeah and we've got obviously a bit longer off work this year yes where we've had problems with the amount of leave people have had to take due to the pandemic which was understandable they've enforced a, a shutdown haven't they over christmas where possible mm. for the corporate side mm. yeah so i'm actually off from 20th all the way through so it's going to be a really nice opportunity to have a nice break
Yeah. And and I think, you know, listening to all of that that you're going to be doing, it, it sounds like you're going to need that week running up to Christmas just to be able to get it all in place. So I think much as, as it's nice to have time off work, I think, you, I think you're going to be pretty busy. But I mean, that does sound fantastic. I was going to agree with you as well about how you relive the magic of Christmas through your children. Mm. I guess we're both a little bit the far side of that now. But when my daughter was younger, it was looking at her eyes and seeing her sort of reaction to things like Christmas lights and so on. You, you remember again what it was like when you were very young yeah yeah and this year it's the last year that I'm potentially gonna have my son at home because mm. he's joining the army so don't know where he will be or what he'll be doing next year if his plans go ahead so I'm already getting the empty nest syndrome so I'm like this year we're gonna do it all amazingly and it's gonna be as big and as beautiful as possible and within budget hopefully <laughs> Okay, well, look, that's how we celebrate Christmas, celebrating success during the course of the year. I mean, I guess where, where I wanted to start with that was to talk about, the, I think the thing that I'm most proud of achieving during the course of the year, and, it, and it's, it's something that we worked on together, was how we supported our colleagues at work through a, a reorganization. Now, I mean, I don't want to talk in detail about that. It's, it's probably not appropriate on this podcast, but I guess just that sense in which there was something that wasn't really of our making, but as employee representatives, you know, we were there to make sure that our colleagues got the best possible out of it, I suppose, and that as many of them got what they wanted from that reorganization as possible. And I think both you and I, but also our colleagues on that representative board really threw ourselves into it. And I, you know, I think we did a, a decent job. But I think that the thing that I've been most pleased about is how over the course of the six months or so since then, almost every time I've gone into the office, somebody has come up to me and said, thank you for it. And th there's, there's nothing that I think quite like that individual feedback when you know that you have actually made an impact on someone's life and someone's choices. So yeah, that I think is the one thing that I'd really want to highlight about this year. Yeah, and I think that's probably from a work point of view, that's the same for me is that piece of work that we did was so, it was so full on, but so rewarding in the fact that we really felt and were recognised by our colleagues that our efforts were really helpful and they made a difference. And I think that was always um, my objective, definitely, of joining that representative body was that even if I help just one person and I make a difference for them, no matter how big or small, then I've achieved the objective that I set out to achieve at the beginning. Yeah. And then I suppose as well, reflecting, I've got a couple more things I suppose I'm proud of. I'm proud of that I managed to find myself a new job within the organisation. Yeah. I wasn't ready to leave because I did get put at risk of redundancy and knew that my role was not going to be there at the end of it. I wasn't mapped or pulled with other people, so it wasn't where I had a fighting chance of keeping my role. So, yeah, I'm pleased, pleased about that. And I'm, I'm proud that, I mean, I don't do these things. I don't sit here and tell myself I'm proud. So this feels really weird. But again, it's probably because I'm behind a microphone and not on a video <laughs> that I can do it. So I'm really proud of the fact that I managed to make that tough decision to jump from finance into the HR world. And I'm slowly finding my feet and I've had to reframe the expectations upon myself in my new role as well, where we're doing a lot of it through hybrid working. You don't it's a very different way to start a new job 
not yeah. only in a pandemic but in a completely new functional area so I'm proud of what I'm achieving there and I suppose I'm I'm proud as well of the fact that we managed to successfully complete our service arrangement that we had in place for our customer mm. it was a particularly tricky time at points where you were still doing the work for them but they weren't communicating with you very well but despite all of those tricky times we fulfilled what we were supposed to fulfill and we handed it over and there was no negative feedback so again Hmm. that's a positive and an achievement for the year yeah fantastic i was going to to add to what i said with two other things so similarly to you i I was at risk during that reorganization and you know i'm I'm very pleased that i got the job that i wanted out of that process and i was quite proud of the fact that i had five interviews in a week all with the same person you know my my new boss and i was determined that we weren't going to have the same conversation five times so i actually contrived five different case studies five different presentations and I had five different things to say to him over the course of a week. Now, I mean, I, I'm not saying that, that that variety swung it, but at least it stopped me from being brain dead by the time that I got to the last interview, which was the one that I really wanted. So, so yeah, no, that, that was good. And I'm also proud of getting this podcast off the ground during the course of the year. I had the idea of doing a podcast with you, Emily, you know, because we were doing our podcast at work and we weren't going to be continuing with that. I wasn't fully clear, I guess, about what that would be, but it developed over time and we mm-hmm. and our discussions together about what we would do. But I think what's great is that I've talked to a couple of people in the course of the last fortnight, including our chief executive again, and they've really they fully got what the podcast is about I mean they kind of told me what the podcast was about rather than the other way around and I thought that's it's good that we've managed to make the point and we've cemented an idea with people so that they've grasped what it is that we're doing yeah and it it is good it's taken a while to get used to because obviously it's completely different to the podcasts we were doing before but no I'm really pleased that we're doing it and that we're finding the time more from my point of view because I don't (laughs) You just said that, you know, it sounds like I've got a lot to do for Christmas, but equally, I don't know how you find the time to do everything. You do this podcast, a work podcast, another personal podcast, you play your ukulele, you hold down a full-time job, you've got a wife, a child, and it's just like, it's not just women that can multitask, clearly. <laughs> it is a myth, that saying. So yeah, I don't know where you find the time, so I'm, I'm pleased that we do find the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think my wife sometimes gets a bit frustrated with me about the number of things I, I, I take on. But, well, you know, variety is always good. And it, and it keeps me out of mischief, as my grandfather always used to say. If you've got too much time on your hands, you might get up to stuff. So, you know, when you're really busy, you know, it, it keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> it does. Okay, the other thing then then that we wanted to, to talk about, as part of that reflection over the course of the past year, one of the things that, that we wanted to talk about was peer-to-peer coaching that we've been doing as a suggestion, I guess, for, for listeners to this podcast of something that we've both found valuable and, and that you mm-hmm. might be able to integrate in, in, into your life. So I've got a definition here of peer coaching because because I thought well I mean this is what what we've been calling it over the last six months but but I was just interested to see what what other people said 
So, so this is what I found on, uh, on the web. Peer coaching is a confidential process through which two or more colleagues work together to reflect on current practices, expand, refine, and build new skills, share ideas, teach one another, or solve problems in the workplace. And I thought that was actually a, a really good definition of what you and I have done over the course of the last few months, you know, kind of, well, I mean, not by accident, because it's it was all the stuff that we found really valuable, but we kind of found, found our way there without necessarily having seen that definition first. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, obviously, we worked quite closely, you being the chair of the representative body, me being the deputy chair. So we were kind of already doing that coaching beforehand without even realising as well, because we were problem solving and helping each other yeah, problem solved. So obviously when I joined the HR team, I needed to step down from the representative body to avoid any conflict of interest. So obviously that was when we went, don't really want to, I can't talk today. Is it Friday yet? No. <laughs> um, that's when we obviously found that potential gap that we were going to lose that networking and that problem solving that we'd created together so that's why we continue to do the peer-to-peer -peer coaching but now we just we just do it in a slightly different way that we talk about our day jobs more rather than the representative body so i think that the real value for me of of these coaching sessions is that in speaking to you about a problem i have to think about the problems i have to sort of define the problem i can't just come to you and say look i've got a problem i've got to think ahead of time about what that is and, and often actually in in talking to you about the problem, that's half the, the battle in, in, in solving it, just getting it on the table. That's the first thing. But I think the other thing is that when there's someone that you trust, that you talk, you discuss this with, they can also hold you to account for for solving it. And you do, I mean, there's, there's if I tell you about something and I come back in, in two weeks time, you're not, you're not gonna allow me to get off the hook. You're gonna ask me, what have you been doing about that? And, and what about the thing we discussed? You know, have you done that? But there's no direct consequences to that. So, so it's not like if, you know, when I, when I discuss something with my line manager and I make a promise to my line manager to do something, then I, I sort of feel like I have to deliver on it. And, and to be honest, when I make a promise to you, Emily, I feel like I have to deliver on it too, but. <laughs> But I'm, but I, but I feel like I'm more prepared to make those promises because I know that in the end, that the consequence is with me rather than any, anything else. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how well I've, I've conveyed that, but yeah, I, I think it works. Yeah, and I think it helps you frame the short term, medium term, and long term goals that you want as well. Yeah. There's also this thing about perspective, isn't there? That it is quite good to get somebody else's perspective because mm -hmm. if you're like me, you live a lot inside your own head and yeah, getting somebody else's view of something can be very helpful, I think. Yeah, and sometimes obviously we find as well that because we've got that trust already and we know each other, we're honest with each other with the answers as well. So I won't necessarily tell you the answer that you want to hear, likewise <laughs> for yourself with me, we're quite good in going, actually, have you looked at it from this point of view or thought of it from this way? It might not be the answer that you want. And it might not be that you take that advice and you actually act upon it because you know yourself. But hearing it from another point of view that isn't always of the same opinion of yours is useful as well. And I think that's yeah. what 
with all of these training courses and things I've been on throughout my corporate career, I remember one session they said, whenever you've got a problem, you need to go to two different type of people with it. Someone that you know will be on your side and see it from your point of view and can help problem solve it, but someone also that's on the other side of the fence that will see it quite slightly differently so that you keep your open mind. And I think we get that balance within the peer-to-peer coaching sessions that we still Hmm. have together now because there's not always things that we agree upon but we don't fall out either do we (laughs) (laughs) not yet anyway (laughs) if there's no more podcasts you know why The last part of the conversation about Christmas then was about the discussion we were having towards the end of you know, what we like about Christmas. It, there's that time between times between the end of all of the social world that you were talking about, Emily, and the start of the new year. There is that time for reflection. I mean, you know, we don't have to spend the whole time navel gazing. I mean, obviously, it's nice just to sit in front of the telly, as you were saying. Sometimes it's nice to go out for a walk and, mm-hmm. and so on. But in the quiet, there is also that opportunity to, to think about what we want to do and and to have a little bit of a thought about life goals and and what part our work is playing and I think it's again you know we'd encourage our listeners to use that opportunity just to think about what is it you want to achieve because yeah you don't you don't get too many opportunities in the course of the year to have those sorts of thoughts so so you might as well do it while you have the chance yeah and it gives you that time doesn't it to think about what you want to achieve in the next year it's always good to have a plan what your personal goals are, what your professional goals are. And I know that when I get the chance over the Christmas period, if there's things I'm thinking about, I don't want to spend my too much time thinking about work because the whole point of being off is that you can (laughs) de-stress from it all. But sometimes actually when you've got that space, it gives you the opportunity to have that thinking time and the inspiration and the creativity to start flowing again because you're not always thinking about the next task that you've got to do. And what I find useful is just having a notepad around. Mm. So that helps me control the amount of time that I spend thinking about it. So I just go and jot something down. Right, that's something that I want to focus on next year within my role. So I'm going to note it down now, and then I can think about it in the new year. And then keep going back to that list if there's more and more things, obviously, to add to it than do it like that. And actually, sometimes I do that on a personal level as well. So if there's something that I'm thinking about, oh, okay, I need to explore that more, but I'm not in the right headspace to do it now because I want to relax and watch this movie, write it down. Yeah. So that's the technique that I use. I think that's brilliant. I would encourage anybody to do that. As you say, you don't want to spend hours when you should be in the moment with your family, whatever. But equally, if you have the thought and it's really really quite strong it's great to get it down to think i don't have to worry about that anymore i I can come back to it when i have a bit more time i mean i I guess i would just encourage anyone to rather than just the headline maybe about four or five other words just so you remember what it was when you come back to it because sometimes (laughs) i look at what i scribbled and i thought what was i thinking about (laughs) hopefully it does come back in the end yeah definitely make sure you're as prescriptive as enough for your mind and your memory so (laughs) mine will be an essay because right now my memory is terrible (laughs) so one what a couple of sentences yeah no i get what you're saying brill okay okay Yes, I think that's covered everything we wanted to say. 
when we come back next time, I think we'd we'd like to have a, a new year theme on, in in the sense of fresh starts, the ability to come back and do things in a new way. So we'll talk to you early in the new year about that aspect of uh, as well. And if anyone wants to get in touch and share their tips with us. I know that I'm just thinking this out loud now, Richard, and you're going to go, oh, I haven't got capacity for that. But if people want to get in touch and let us know their hints and tips for how to make the most of their break over Christmas and to go into the new professional year, bright eyed and bushy tailed, then drop us an email, get in touch with us on our Instagram, and we can start posting some of those hints and tips up on our webpage. Brilliant. I love it when you make work for me, Emily. <laughs> well, and actually what we need to do is you need to show me how to do it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not just on your shoulders because you're not the CEO, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Okay, in closing. So some exciting news. Our podcast host, Podbean, has chosen our podcast if it's hurting it's not working to be one of their featured podcasts for the week between the 13th and the 19th of december so there you go in in the run-up to your uh, christmas holiday there emily we're, we're going to be featured in the podbean app and in return for them promoting us we're also promoting them on this podcast podbean is an easy and cost-effective way to create your own podcast and you can download the free podbean podcast app to start record and publish your very own podcast in minutes Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. So if you head over to Podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N, www.podbean.com, you can use the code PODCAST21 to get your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Okay, well, look, I mean, that's what they wanted me to say. But from a personal point of view, I think there is a number of of reasons why using Podbean as a host has been helpful for us when we started this podcast. And the first one was was it took a lot of the technical issues away. So actually, all I have to do is to concentrate on making a really good and compelling audio and then uploading that. And they do the hosting. They do the worry about the bandwidth and the RSS feeds and all that kind of technical stuff. It's not anything that, that, that we have to worry about. But then also, when you're starting a podcast, it's really important that people can see it in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the places that you go to, to find your podcasts. And again, there's lots of helpful information and tools to, to make that happen. So again, it wasn't all that difficult to do all those things because Podbean gave the information about how to do that. And I guess finally, this sort of try before you buy thing is really good because, you know, nobody really wants to shell out money on something if you're not quite sure how it's going to go down. Now that we've got our podcast up and running, we've got people who are listening each time, then, okay, it makes it worth it. And, you know, I I don't mind paying a host then in that situation. But try before you buy, I think it's a really good offer. So you know what to do? You need to head on over to Podbean via www.podbean.com and use our code podcast21 to get your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free great finally we've already said it at the start but if you if you have the time and the inclination just to let other people know about our podcast that would be absolutely brilliant so if, if you can go to places like apple podcasts and podchaser to leave a review of our podcast we really appreciate that So I guess that's it from us for this year. I'm not quite sure where the year's gone, but we want to wish all of our listeners a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, whatever you are doing or however you choose to celebrate the festive period. 
Very good. Yes. So, and, and that's coming from the woman who loves Christmas. So, so that's, so that's a, a, a very sincere wish. And, and yeah, from me, from me too, look, thanks to all of you who've taken the time to listen to us. It's really appreciated. And it's, it's good to know that our efforts in making these podcasts haven't gone in vain, Yeah, that, that, that you've enjoyed them. So, so thanks for that. And uh, we, we look forward to speaking to you again in the new year. Yep. See you all soon. Take care. Bye. What does Santa do without shape elves? Without shape elves? What does Santa do without of... Okay, so... Oh, that, 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 oh yeah, sorry, I'm not reading shape. it right. This They're is unfit. My, my terrible reading out loud. But I've started reading some stories to my niece, so hmm. that, that helps. And both my mum and yes. my son were laughing at me because I couldn't get my words out. So it's not just podcasting, it's an Emily thing, I've decided. <laughs> the other thing then, then that we wanted to, to talk about... Uh, he said, struggling because I've got to the bottom of my page and, and uh, uh, come on. Yeah. I've just jumped halfway down the page. Uh, <laughs> so these jokes are all very route. And it might also. And use the car. Oh, God.